Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio production. You got a haircut. I did. I, I did. It looks very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was time. I was I was gonna try to wait until I could go back to uh, my my regular stylist, um, but who knows how long that was going to be. And meanwhile, right. uh, even though she she no longer practices, Ellen is still technically a licensed cosmetologist. So she's like, do you do you want yeah. me to, do you want me to cut your hair? And I was, yeah, I do. I want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not. I mean that's not exactly like a field where like it changes you know it's not like well i worked in it in the 90s like how much has possibly changed is that's that you know like hair's hair's the same i mean the styles may change but the general practice is still there that's like one of those once you know it you, you know you kind of know it yeah and uh you know in this case i also just wanted to take it really short and start over so yeah 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 it looks good i dig it thank you thank you so yeah, you know yeah. You know those times when when you've got a got a problem and like the solution is is really obvious but it just doesn't click it doesn't click and then when you finally think of it you're like god damn it like it was there all along yeah so I've had that a, a couple times recently but like most obviously in that um, my desk whenever I would like I I bring it down like all the way down as far as it would go mm -hmm. to like sit. And, um, this chair that I'm borrowing from Ellen's desk was still just like way too short. And even like the stool that I got the you know, my, my TikTok stool that I was loving was still just like, it was a little bit too short. I couldn't quite make it work with the desk. And then it finally occurred to me, I still have the wheels on it. And those go like easily like three inches of height. So I took everything off the desk today and picked it on its side, took the wheels off, put it down, and turns out it's exactly the right height without them. That's amazing. That's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was just staring at you the entire time, and you were like, what? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What could I possibly do? Which I liked having the wheels on them in the old place because we, you know, we moved around at least a few times. Um, but like now that I'm here, there was really no need to have them because I like, it goes up high enough for me standing. I'm not exactly a you know a tall person, so like it's high enough uh, for me standing, and I don't need to to move the desk around. I mean, this is uh, knock on wood our forever home, so right the the desk can stay where it is. Uh, yeah. And so so there we go. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like, you know, from what, what I've seen and what you've described of, of your setup, I feel like it is in a really, you know, good spot. And if you do need to move it, just I can pick it up and move it, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not that hard. I mean, the desk isn't that heavy. And I, I did keep the wheels if I needed to put them back yeah. on for some reason. 
So I just screw Well, there right you in. go. Yeah, there you go. But we're not here to talk about home improvement and moving around desk. No, in fact, <laughs> we are here to talk about movies. Uh, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I'm the heckin' best. <laughs> so we, uh, so, uh, you know, all full disclosure, we did intend on uh, talking about another movie. We had talked about it last week. Um, we were going to talk about this movie, Turk 182, uh, which which was one of our listener requests. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the movie is just not available anywhere. Like Nowhere. We, we found some some pretty janky like versions on YouTube, but it was like playlist versions. So we weren't exactly like it wasn't exactly uh, a version where we could just like go and watch and ho- like and know that the whole movie was going to be there. So yeah. so it was kind of a weird scenario in which um you know we we just kind of had to do our best and see what was available so uh we we decided to we we made the executive decision we're going to skip this one uh and we were going to go to our next on our list which was actually recommended to us via uh twitter um by uh helen so they recommended that we watch the movie psycho goreman which actually has just came out like only only last month about a month ago um, so this is a this is a fairly new movie. Uh, so uh, you know that being said, it is at the moment only available uh, on demand. You do have to rent it. I think on iTunes uh, in America it was uh, seven bucks to rent and thirteen to own. Yeah, that uh, jives with uh, Google TV as well. It was six ninety nine and I think twelve ninety nine or something like that. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, not bad. Um, so, uh, uh, so sorry for the change of plans here. Uh, hopefully you guys listened to our trailer episode, um, a couple of days ago and, and got the heads up or went to our website. So that being said, if you didn't, uh, learn about our, or listen to our trailer episode, that means you're probably not subscribed, mm. uh, which means you are missing out on tons of things. Something we learned, uh, specifically for Apple podcasts and probably for some of the other catchers as well, is that if you don't subscribe, you won't see any of our trailer or bonus episodes that we post um, to our public feed. So make sure you do that now. Go ahead and subscribe or hit follow or whatever it is because you're probably missing out on our trailer episodes. You're probably missing out on our bonus episodes. Um, So that's something you definitely want to do now. Uh, And of course, if you want even more bonus uh, episodes, you want to head over to Patreon. What? uh, Patreon.com slash... Listen, man, I tell you... (laughs) <laughs> patreon.com slash night shift radio uh where you can get bonuses from all of the night shift uh, night shift radio shows so definitely check that out but you can actually get our episodes early as well as some bonus things uh just just about a week ago we posted one where caleb tried to convince me uh to watch the uh the chronicles of narnia bbc series from 1988 to which my girlfriend was like <laughs> Yes, yes, 100%. We are watching it. <laughs> she says that her favorite is the beaver family. Oh, my God, the beavers. Uh, the ones I was telling you is like humans in like big brown, like pod-shaped suits. <laughs> just, I love it. Yeah. No, Mr. she was, she was all for it. Yeah. Uh, so that'll, that'll be a thing. Um, uh, yeah, but, you know, Caleb, I mentioned the website. So what's what's the deal with our website? Yeah, well, hopefully by the time people hear this, I will have uh, remembered to to update it to account for today's change. But uh, that said, if you were to visit thenahoit.com, that's T-H-E-N-H-O-I-T.com, uh, you can check out our, our schedule of upcoming episodes each month, uh, as well as links to trailers and where you can find the movies streaming if available. Uh, as we said, today's is not, nor was, uh, I don't think last week's was either. Um I don't even remember last week, if we're being uh, honest. Right. Yeah, no, I think it was the, the sci-fi one. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. It was It was only on, like, the NBC app and, like, some madness like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then uh, just below that, you know, we're, we're talking about doing listener requests this uh, this month. If you have movies that you want us to uh, talk about, you can uh, drop, us a, uh, drop us a line through our contact form, which is just below uh, the monthly schedule. Uh, but Michael, you mentioned that people, uh, request via Twitter sometimes. How would they do that? Yeah. So, you know, if you actually go to the Nahoit podcast, that's the N-H-O-A-T. 
Yeah, the N-H-O-I-T podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can tag us in trailers and things like that. Like we said, this one uh, was was sent to us via uh, via a, a follower, a, a listener of ours, and, and they tagged us in this, and they were like, yo, you should totally watch this movie, Psycho Gorman. Totally think you guys would dig it. Hmm. And uh, let me tell you, Helen, <laughs> you were correct. This is a fucking great movie. Um, and uh, uh, but yeah, but that's a really great way if you if you see a trailer or or you know of a, like a really indie like this, this is a cool low budget indie film out of Canada. Like this, this is where to send us those. I mean, we've had tons in the past. Uh, Fat Man, um, uh, we did. Um, what, what was the other one there? Uh, Velocipastor. Like those yep. are all ones in the past that people have tagged us and and brought attention to us. So definitely do that. We will literally do any movie you tweet at us. Uh, you know. A assuming it falls into a category that we can and it's not a movie we've already done um you know we've done like 180 episodes so there's there's a you know a lot of movies um but yeah so there, there's a really great way and of course drop us a follow while, while you're over there um so psycho Gorman, as we mentioned uh is so uh, full disclosure when i first heard about this movie i saw like i think i saw like maybe a very edited trailer or something like that maybe it was more like a teaser trailer I actually thought this was something more akin to like an E.T. or a Mac and Me or something like that. I did not know that this was a straight up gory ass film. Oh, my God. I was not. I was not prepared. I don't know if this was a um, like a Shudder original, but did you see like the, the opening credits? It yep. started with the, the Shudder logo. So pretty sure it had to have been uh, somehow uh, related. Um, that's how I knew it was going to be full on horror. Yeah, you know, uh, I have to say, so we we are uh, we are two Shutter exclusives in now. Uh, mm-hmm. First one being Scare Me, and now this. But I gotta tell you, I they have a hundred percent success ratio with me uh, because the the of the two movies <laughs> like Shutter exclusives I've seen, they've both been absolutely phenomenal. So like, kudos to Shutter, you guys are killing it over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and. Uh, don't forget that the uh, the color out of space was also on Shutter at one point. Now, uh, uh, I I took the plunge and I bought that. But like for for people who who have Shutter, you can see Nick Cage in all of his uh, phosphorescent glory. <laughs> yeah, I also I want to see the the movie that's out as well that came out right around the same time as this uh, uh, in Willy in Wonderland or something like that. But it's Nick Cage basically fighting against the animatronic uh, things from Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, I want to watch that. Yeah, whatever that is, I, I I want in on that. That's a that's a thing. Um, yeah. I was trying to go for the the lower light ambience rather than the like just washed out look that I've been getting on camera lately. But it's just it's too dark and I'm not feeling it. So I'm gonna step over and turn the light on real quick. Yeah, that's that's for those of you guys watching on YouTube. We're on the Night Shift Radio YouTube channel. Um, for those, so for those of you watching, uh, you will notice that Caleb's video is flickering a little bit. We're just having a weird connection issue, but all the audio is perfectly fine because we're dope like that. Hell yeah! Um, so so stick with it; it'll be worth it. Um, we promise. Uh, but yeah, so uh, see that looks really good. Plus, it, the colors of the blanket on your couch, like the quilt, oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, my mom made that. Very nice blanket. They pop, pop, pop. Yeah, <laughs> There's lots of color it. in this room. I, I've been, yeah, been very pleased with how we did here. Yeah, no, you, you did good. You you bought a good house, Caleb. <laughs> you bought a good house. Yeah. So. So Psycho Gorman starts and we see uh, the two main characters, which are young kids, which again is the reason why I kind of thought this was more of like a fun little, you know, like just like a weird movie about like, like a kid's movie, but it is very much not a kid's movie. This is a very (laughs) R-rated gory movie. It is not uh, for kids, even though it stars kids. So we see the two main characters, which is Mimi and Luke. And uh, I should have made the joke of like Mimi and her brother, um, uh, and, me and uh, uh, boy, uh, you, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mimi and Luke are uh, uh, siblings. I would say they're roughly in the 9 to 12 range. Uh, they're probably right around that. And uh, they're, they're off playing in the backyard, being uh, as siblings do. And uh, they decide to dig a hole uh, and very uh, messed up. So they, they actually come across... Uh, a thing 
um, in the ground, and it's very reminiscent. So the thing about this movie is, this is pretty much like, what if the Power Rangers monsters all landed on Earth, but there was no such thing as Power Rangers? That's like exactly <laughs> what this movie is. See, I was saying this, like, this is somewhere between, like, Hellraiser, Doctor Who, and, like, an 80s, like, kids' adventure. Yeah. I mean, there's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... I, first off, kudos to the, like, the monster creature effects uh, people. Very, very good job. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the costumes are, you know, they are very reminiscent of those, like, Ultraman, you know, early Doctor Who, or I guess even somewhat new Who uh, stuff, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, so they come across the, the, uh, Rita Repulsa canister, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that the, um, the archbishop of nightmares is in, uh, but what's great about this movie. So this movie started off with one of those old fashioned, like nineties, you know, like sorcery, like, uh, crawls in the beginning. This is like in the beginning, <laughs> there was only death and destruction and an evil being, you know, and it has like the, the very medieval writing. It was just, as soon as that rolled, I was like, all right, this is going to be a great movie. Like I, I know exactly what I'm getting myself into and you have a customer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, cause the, it starts with the kids playing a game that they've made up called crazy ball, uh, yes. which is, uh, Somewhat reminiscent of dodgeball, but with uh, just an absurd number of rules. And uh, oh, it reminded me of something else, and I, I can't remember now. Oh, it reminded me of uh, Charlie McDennis. <laughs> it just kind of felt what like that? Oh, from uh, from Always Sunny, where no. they make their own game, and all the rules are just yeah. absolutely absurd. And like it's just this endless list that somehow they remember, and nobody else can make sense <laughs> of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what so is they, it, they, jumping jack again? <laughs> uh, they're playing this game, and um, Mimi wins, and so she says, "Loser has to dig his, dig their own grave." And Luke is like, well, "That seems fair." <laughs> Just, <laughs> to me, that's the moment that set the tone. When, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so as he's digging, he, that's he enormous digs hole, by the way. He did yeah. like you could put a fucking car in the hole that they dug in their parents' backyard. <laughs> well, I just love that when they come out, they're like, he's like, the dad was like, wow, good size hole. <laughs> and he was like, no, no. And the mom was like, no, this is bad. He was like, well, I think you did a good job. It's very funny. The mom and dad dynamic, by the way, was absolutely spectacular. Mm -hmm. uh, I it was very like, I mean, it was very like cliche because it was like the aloof dad who you know was the loser guy, and then the mom who just wants sanity and everything to be sane. You know, very gender normed, stereotypical type things. But it still was very amusing. I mm -hmm. I still thought it was very funny, um, just because they they also played it to the to the absolute extreme with the dad. Yes, um, and the mom was the only one who was like. Am I crazy or is literally everyone else crazy? It's they, like this entire family, like nothing is like weird to them. Like the craziest shit right. is happening. Like even just like the, the kids playing this bizarre game and like digging a massive hole in the backyard and like getting just absolutely filthy and whatnot. The parents are just like, you know what time it is. It's nine o'clock right. time for bed. And then like the kids have this like, language that they they knock to communicate through the wall and the mom apparently is in on it because she knocks it like go to sleep now <laughs> and <laughs> like you know eventually they they find the uh the pg and like that's not weird and like something crazy happens to like luke's best friend and no that doesn't shock anyone like nothing phases this family <laughs> it's all just totally normal to them like what 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 has what, happened in this household? The, the knocking on the wall thing was really funny because uh, he was like, he was like, do you think that's where they buried Grandma? The 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 brother and sister are talking. The sister was like, no, I told you, Grandma is in hell forever. And that's when the mom's like, go to sleep. It was like, what? <laughs> it was just so messed up. It's like. Like, real talk, kids in movies usually annoy the shit out of me, but these two were fucking great. 
No, they were definitely great. Now, I, I will say, so uh, the person the the person that played Mimi is Nita Josie Hanna, mm-hmm. um, and she's she's only been in a few things, um, but it definitely there was uh, there was some ADR with this because there was many times where she was speaking, and I was like, is that actually her talking? <laughs> like it didn't exactly match. Like it didn't look like it matched the environment, and it, like at first I was kind of like is this actually her? Did they hire someone else to like voice over her thing? But it, it seems like it was, they just, I don't know, bad ADR, I guess, where they, they voiced over uh, the lines that were recorded live in the field because for some reason the audio didn't work. It didn't mix well. So they re-record them and match them to the lips. That's what ADR means. Yeah. Um, um, only other acting credit uh, is actually a Hulu original called Books of Blood, also from 2020. Nice, nice. Yeah. She's uh, racking up those uh, IMDb credits. She's getting the fucking um, horror movies out of the way. Early. Right, <laughs> right. Now, I, I will say she is absolutely great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she was, she's just fantastic. I mean, she uh, she was really funny. Like, her timing was really great. You know, she pulls off everything, like, really well. Like, late in the movie, she has a conversation with Jesus and she was with like a crucifix and then she was like ha just kidding because there's a new god in town and smashes the, the crucifix and it was just spectacular like, i'm sorry that i'm i don't always listen but you know what i do what i want because <laughs> yeah, right, i'm the champion absolutely spectacular so so they dig up this thing uh just before they go to bed and and mimi grabs uh there's like a bunch of little buttons and she just you know sort of uh uh, uh clicks all the buttons. what was that thing called the the, the boop that toy used to have oh simon like simon says. yeah yeah simon it was like a simon game where she just like blah 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 picks the buttons and then takes the gem off the top of it which of course unlocks uh the canister which of course frees uh, the Archbishop of Nightmares, uh, to which you know he he wanders off, and we we get this uh, this scene of these people in a shoe factory, uh, an old rundown shoe factory, where it's like the Fagin of the group is letting everyone know like this is a terrible like you think this is a good robbing thing like you should have done something else, and it's just like some old hobo guy <laughs> being like well, I thought it was good, and then in walks our creature and. Oh boy, this this is where I was like, oh, this this is a violent movie. <laughs> uh, so it's it's three like thieves essentially holed up in this old factory, and uh, he walks up and like the leader tries to confront him and just smacks him out of the way and like hits his head on like a, a steel beam or whatever and like falls down. And he p- walks over and picks the other two up by their throats and just removes their heads very casually, uh, and then. Uh, turns to the leader and the guy's like, you know, please, I don't want to die. And he's like, then live forever. And like, he does this like crazy Hellraiser torment stuff where like he suspends him in like a permanent state of like perpetual torture. Uh, I'm like, oh God, oh no, I should not have eaten right before this movie. <laughs> you later see that like terribly violent. Uh, he's like, they, they walk back into the factory and there's like a, a rack in the back where like various body parts are just like spread out on yeah there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of like i would almost akin it to like tokyo gore monster films like Mm. the they're just like the creatures are just over the top and grotesque like there's there's one creature we meet later who is literally just a metal bucket of body parts and blood like that's what their entity is (laughs) so i think we've had this conversation before how there was a uh a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figure that was like a person whose like body had dissolved or something like that, and they were literally just organs in uh, like a human suit. And I'm not talking about Krang, who was the like the alien brain in, inside the robot. Like this was like an actual like human who had been reduced to like you could see like eyes and like nervous system and stuff like that, just all in this like plastic suit. Uh, and there was a guy uh, amongst like the alien council or whatever that was like that. He, like he had like a glass dome and like inside was just like an uh, like a brain with eyes and like uh, uh, nightmares. Yeah. I, yeah, it was pretty. He was pretty filthy, and he he had the best uh, part in the uh, <laughs> mid credits. Uh, yes, scene. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just. Uh, I will say, I'm glad I watched this movie at almost forty and not as like a young kid because it was 
as oh like schlocky god. as it was, it would have scarred the shit out of me. Oh my god. I, yeah. I mean, like I was into weird shit, but man, this one would have given me nightmares. <laughs> I'm probably will still have a nightmare about this movie, very specifically. <laughs> like I, I just know I'm gonna hear a, a, a voice in the middle of the night be like, then die a champion's death. And we're like, fuck, what? <laughs> You've be, entered the realm of nightmares where we can <laughs> communicate in private. No, I don't want this. No, I don't want I don't, this. I don't want this at all. <laughs> so so at this point, uh, we've got uh, uh, Mimi and um, and uh, her brother, uh, Mimi and Luke. Uh, they 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 see the hole in, in in the morning, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Like we got to figure out what's going on. And they see that there are like tracks leading out from this. They're like, "Cool, let's follow these tracks." So they follow the tracks. They get into the shoe factory, and they see the Archbishop of Nightmares, and you know he gives them the big speech. And just as he's about to uh, destroy them, uh, Mimi tells him to stop. And she notices that his face starts glowing all like reddish pink. And uh, Luke points out that the gem that was on top of the canister is glowing inside of her pocket. And so what she learns essentially is that whoever controls the gem basically can control uh, this this monster, basically the Archbishop of Nightmares. It can control what he does from from Gygax. Yeah, from the planet Gygax, uh, of course, uh, named after Gary Gygax. Yeah, there was a lot of references. Did you see that the the uh, school was named after Spangler? It was yes. called like the Spangler yeah, the, Elementary Middle School or something. The town was like Spangler Springs or something like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, as so, he the 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 creature gives like his entire backstory about how he was uh, born on the planet Gygax in a time before time, uh, and his people were enslaved by this race called the Templars, who thought they had a holy purpose and they forced their religion on us and made us work. And uh, until one day, I found this gem. And it gave me powers, and I rose up, and I, I slayed them by the thousands, and freed my people, and realized that my only purpose was to bring destruction on the whole world, or on the universe, or whatever. Which is great and all. Like, fantastic backstory. Like, yeah. good on you, man. Like, like rise up. Like, kill everyone. It's, you know, I, I get it. I get it. You, you've got some anger yeah. issues. you got to kill, like, the, the galaxy. Sure. What I don't get is that he, he talks about the, the gem being the source of his power. But then, like, without it, he still has power, but people can control him to an extent with the gem. So I think it kind of works uh, very similar to the Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Okay. So I think on. it's like, it, it's it's his heart, but if you hold, like, if you have Enchantress's heart, like, you, you can make her do whatever you want because, like, you're you're in charge of, like, what gives her her life. So it can exist outside of her body because, like, it, it's like an entity. Think, like, a Horcrux type thing, too. Like, sure, it exists sure. there, but, like, it's, it's what, like, but if you hold it, like, you could, you know, I guess smash it or whatever. But I think it has some sort of possession power. Well, the gem existing outside of his body, like, I have no trouble believing that it's the fact that like he found it and derived like his strength and his powers from that but then like you take it away from him and he can still like you send a a, a being into like a realm of eternal torment with a glance uh which apparently were powers he did not have previous to finding the gem would seemingly yeah i will say though that uh i guess it probably granted him those powers but like he still because in the end we we learned that he is susceptible to damage and and you know being hurt without yeah. the gem actually in his body and the gem going back into his body kind of like revitalizes him yeah i wonder so, if it's something I mean, there's they, like shaky logic there, there are ways that they could explain this um this this is one of those movies where uh yeah, it was like roughly an hour and a half long, and they maybe could have put a little bit more into it. Like it, 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 it works fine without any additional exposition, but like it wouldn't have hurt to have some, because um, I, I could see it being like you know after so long of like him using the gem, he kind of like became one with it or like absorbed its powers or something like that. It changed who right. he is fundamentally. I could see that, but like they offer no such explanation, which left me like, how the fuck? I'm sorry, how the frig? <laughs> <laughs> so Canadian. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely feel it. And I think, you know, backstory 
two, it, they did they did just enough to make the movie be interesting without it being like, well, wait, tell me more, or being mm-hmm. like, wait, who are these people and what is going... Like, it was just enough to make it so you're like, cool, that's that was all I needed. Like, I don't... I don't want more. I didn't feel like you didn't give me enough. Like you gave me the exact amount enough where I I didn't care about that so much as much as like everything that was happening right now. Because there's a lot of movies that do that and you're yeah. like, go back. I want to know everything about this backstory because it's either more interesting than one, what's happening right now or you feel like you need more in order to understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, but this was, it was the, it was just good enough. It was, it was the Goldilocks. One thing I will say is that this is ooh, the first movie we've watched in a long time where I didn't t- tap the screen to check the uh, the time remaining, not even once. I just watched uh, the movie the entire same. way through. Yeah, I mean, it, it flows really well. There never yeah. was a part where I was like, oof. Like, there's never oh, like that, that drag in the middle. <laughs> like, right? How much where longer like, is this shit? Right, uh, where they're just like sitting and talking or something. Like, like everything is funny. And it is because like... You know, there was so like there's a really great scene just just after what we're talking about now. And, you know, uh, she's she's explaining to uh, after they name him Psycho Goreman, like she's like, no, we're going to call you Psycho Goreman or PG for short. She's like, you're going to sit here and wait for us and don't leave. And here I brought you these magazines with these hunky boys. And he's like, I don't care about hunky boys. Or do I? (laughs) And that was like. It, like it was it's those like setups and lines and there's a bunch of them throughout the movie that was just fucking phenomenal perfect flawless yeah. it takes one look at uh, a dude like shirtless in the, the magazine is like hmm <laughs> or do i or it was really great. Do i just love when she's like sorry i couldn't get you any pornos <laughs> right she's like what she's like but here's a bunch of hunky boys in a magazine it was oh it was so good um they leave him an old uh like probably like 15 inch crt television like here like we can watch watch tv and and learn how to be nice or whatever uh yeah. and as soon as they leave he like He's like, oh, energy flows to this box. And like he reaches out through like the electrosphere or whatever to contact his uh his army, the you know, the paladins of Sidian or whatever they call themselves. And he's like, you know, I'm they, I've been freed. I'm on this planet of of meat children. Like, you must come here. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, there's just like blood flowing down the, the TV screen. Uh, and there's a great callback to that later where uh, yes. the, the father is there and he's like trying to make the TV work. He's like, well, that TV won't stop bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was such a great, great callback. <laughs> oh boy. Um, oh yeah. There was in that same part where they first meet him, Luke like does something and it messes up his, his, the guy that's in the endless torturous nightmare. Oh, he bumps uh, into him and, and he bumps into it. And he goes like, no, my great piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> The guy like <laughs> falls to the ground and just like splatters like into a, you know a hundred pieces and you just see like the jaw piece just slowly move like thank you <laughs> so gross so wonderful it's so gross it is so uh, uh, <laughs> before we go to a break I do want to acknowledge so this movie was written and directed by Stephen Kostansky uh, and uh, Stephen Kostansky actually did a movie called The Void which is. The weirdest fucking movie I have ever seen, um, and w- we should either watch it, or that might end up being a bonus one where I convince you to watch it. Oh, um, I've seen but, this poster before. Yeah, dude, this movie is so fucking weird, but uh, there is uh, a really cool person in this, which actually relates back to our, our just a couple of weeks ago, um, where all of, well, most of Night Shift Radio did a crossover event on Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but Ellen Wong, who played Knives Chow in Scott Pilgrim, is actually in this movie. So she um, is. Called The Void. Yeah, and it is very, uh, it is very on par to this film in terms of the gore, the humor, not so much. It is a very weird fucking movie and it is actually kind of, it was kind of creepy, but it's a weird fucking movie. But yeah, so Ellen Wong is, uh, is in fact in this movie. Um, and it's actually, I, I actually really like this movie. Um, it was really fucking weird, but you know, what's uh, yeah. a, a bit of trivia I would like to find out. I want to know how many movies you've done. We've done. Where like you look at like the writer, director, whatever, and you haven't seen another movie by them or like you've <laughs> not seen any member of the cast in anything else. 
Because I feel like every fucking time you're like, oh yeah, this was written by uh, Stephen Kostansky, and uh, fun fact, he did this movie. And uh, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, so the answer to that question is Escape 2022 or 2021 <laughs> or 2120 or 2020, something like that. Uh, 2120. Where I've never heard of fucking anybody in that movie or anything. <laughs> that is that is the answer to that trivia question. So so when Night Shift Radio Trivia Night eventually happens, <laughs> hopefully nobody listened to this episode because that is the answer. <laughs> Which is pretty spectacular. So we're gonna go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will continue on with Psycho Goreman. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home, left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow latchkey kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome back. Um, <laughs> here we are uh, with Psycho Gorman. So, so now it's the fun of Mimi with, with PG. So I'm I'm looking at one of the stills and I just I can't get over the scene where they had him dressed up like Alan Grant. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> like right down to like the same like khakis, like denim button up and the like red ascot and the fedora, like the whole works. The like, sunglasses. He even sunglasses. has the same sunglasses that you know, the <laughs> famous just, ones that he rips off his head. Just straight up Alan Grant. And <laughs> this is fucking great. So, so Alan Grant and Laura Dern and and Jeff Goldblum, but he was in the last one, are coming back for uh, Jurassic World Three Dominion. Uh, They're they're all going to be in that one. Very excited, and uh, apparently uh, they have like sizable parts and not just cameos, like Jeff Goldblum did in the second one. Yeah, Yeah. Um, where he was just at like the the deposition thing. Also related to Jurassic Park, uh, our friends over at Good Morning Nancy recently covered Jurassic Park uh, for their podcast, and it's oh, nice. one of the best breakdowns of that movie that I've ever heard in my life. And that's like pretty exciting. Easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Like one of the ones that I've seen the most. Like saw it in theater as a kid. Read the book sevens of times. Uh, love the story, but hearing like a completely different take on it was really great. That's all you know. Jurassic Park is one of those movies that I I watch it now, and even now I'm like, dude, those dinosaurs are so fucking real looking. Like, it just looks so good. And I look at, you know, we've talked about it before. We have talked about this many times before. Mm -hmm. But if you compare it to movies, even of the same budget size, Mm -hmm. of that same, like, you know, within a year or two of that film being released, and it is miles apart, like miles apart it is it is crazy what they accomplished in that film well it's the insistence on like two main things uh in particular i mean the use of like animatronics for practical effects rather than cg wherever possible with some you know very notable exceptions that the flock of gallimimus was all cg um but then the idea of treating them and making them look and feel like animals and not monsters uh yeah. was like really important and, uh, you know, that it works, it works so well. It holds up so well. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. But anyways, go check out their podcast to, to hear them talk about it. And, uh, I don't know, we're going to talk about this movie about an alien <laughs> monster that <laughs> rips people's heads off and eats them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you have chosen your podcast. Well, uh, so, <laughs> so. So at this point, we we have a bunch of montage scenes of uh, of you know of things like you know Mimi, Luke, and and their friend, uh, you know, playing games with with PG. This is the scene where you know uh, uh, the friend is like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna go." And you know, Mimi, we kind of see Mimi's side of like wanting to always be the best and everyone pay attention to her, like wanting that attention and stuff like that. And she's like, no, teach him a lesson. And he turns him into a giant brain monster. So <laughs> she's, uh, Mimi's got a little bit of a crush on Alistair. Like she, yeah. she won't admit it. And you know, at one point she's like, no, we're just friends who are going to get married and live together forever and, and hate each other. Just like mom and dad. Or something like that. And, you know, she, she's like, you know, PG, can you, can you make him like 
make him more fun, make him stop being so lame, and like make him you know stay and throw basketballs at Luke with me. And PG, or, like, he's like, you know, I I once like helped the the Lord of the you know the Dark Lands like you know be smitten by the woman he loved. I, mean, I fucking don't remember the quote. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah. he basically talks about like making someone fall in love with someone else. And he's like, do you want me to do that? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and his response is to turn him into a giant fucking brain. A brain that is larger than Alistair was to begin with. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. It's just so fucking point, weird and gross. Alistair's just like, do you think I'll ever be normal again? And she's like, probably not. But I like you just the way you are. <laughs> she like kisses the brain. Oh, God. <laughs> and again, <laughs> nobody thinks this is weird. Not nobody maybe and Joe's parents, not Alistair's parents, like not the cops that they see later on. Like nobody thinks it's weird that Alistair's just a giant brain now. <laughs> and like the crazy thing about it too is that like, you know, we talked about his parents at the end of the movie. She's like, Alistair, honey, come down for dinner. And just he waddles up as the brain and gets up on the table and his tentacles are slapping the food around. And the parents are just like, <laughs> just eating. Nobody thinks Not it's even- weird. Not even blinking at this fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So so what we learned, you know, after all of our, our fun little montage scenes in the middle there, uh, you know, of them like learning about Crazy Ball and, and the rest of the world and stuff like that, is uh, we learn that the paladins uh, have, have learned where PG is and now they're planning to basically get to Earth. So one of the paladins, the lead one, um, Pandora, uh, summons just a random earth person uh, to well, the, their ship. The yeah. paladins are his oh, evil sorry, army. Yeah. The, the, like, the, the council of guy guys or whatever that was led by Pandora, who's a Templar. Yes. And yes. There's a lot of nonsense to keep straight. <laughs> it is. It's great. Though. So the Templars, sorry, find their, you know, learn that he's there. They summon a random earth creature and the main, uh, the, the leader of the Templars, Pandora, um, d- is basically takes this person's shape um, to go and down to Earth to find, yeah, she turns it into a into a meat cube. Oops, all meat. She turns <laughs> it to a meat cube and just smashes it, and then you know, smears it on her face, and she yeah, like starts to like her costume starts to strip away, and she becomes the human. It even grosses out the other people, the other like aliens yeah. in the room. They're like, oh. Um, so, so we know that they're they're coming down to to find PG to kill him. But in the meanwhile, uh, who comes down is actually the Paladins, who is PG's army. So mm-hmm. he had called out to them and he was like, "Hi, like, hey, I'm here. Come get me. Two children are in possession of of the gem. Like, kill them. Give me the gem, and then we can go fuck shit up again." So the Paladins come down, and you know this is an army of of Power Rangers villains show up, and they're like aha like you're here and he's like great kill these kids give me the gem back and mimi's like what the frig man (laughs) and uh so they were like no actually we're here to kill you because we took over this planet and actually we're having a pretty good time and look we share the crown every day somebody else gets to be king um and he was like what the hell so you know she was he was like you know, give me the gem. And she was like, screw you, man. You were about to kill me. She's like, now I'm going to let them kill you. See how you like it. (laughs) So, so these, all these paladins, they just beat him up. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) this is where we get the creepy people. There was some creepy people there. Oh, there there was the bucket of meat. There was the, uh, uh, the, the witch with the, like the shrunken head staff. Uh, yeah. there was like metal Roman guy, Cassius 3000, um, yeah, which is great, except like, for you, Cassius. I knew uh, I couldn't trust you. I knew I couldn't trust you. <laughs> uh, there was of course, Dark Scream, who was the, uh, the current leader. Uh, yep. and then, uh, the, um, I guess like plant person with dreadlocks. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and there was the gravestone person oh, yeah. who would throw just, <laughs> just tombstones at people. <laughs> just throw tombstones. The best thing about tombstone person is that the way to kill them is he he ripped open the tombstone's chest and pulled out a single rose mm-hmm. uh, from his from his chest that was his heart and he crushed it in his hands. And that's how you defeat tombstone person. Oh, it was my God. just great. 
Oh. Which which begs the difference. They're like, so what other planet is just walking around planting tombstones for their dead? That was that's a pretty uh universal thing. Oh wait, so one of my also this is I'm gonna this is flashing back a little bit, but one of my really favorite lines is uh so at one point Mimi has the stone and uh she she summons PG to her house. Yes. And uh, he, so he shows up and she was he was like, she's like, took you long enough. She was like, about time, and he was like, you know, what you know about time, you know, time is just a construct invented, and, you know, once you've gone to the ninth dimension, you'll you'll understand that time is just a primitive thing. Also, I got lost. <laughs> it was just <laughs> spectacular. Like, it's just, it was lines like that that just make this movie brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, relevant to the scene with the the paladins, there was a, a a side scene where they're all just sitting and eating at a, a diner, and uh, he picks up his entire plate and like unhinges his jaw and like crumbles like plate and all into his his face. Uh, and Luke was like, "I wish I might, I could do that." And he's like, "What? Like where I come from, eating is more than just sustenance. The most noble way for a warrior's." Uh, where to die is to be eaten by his opponent or something like that. And so, of course, when he finally defeats uh, Darkscream as the, the the last of his former paladins, he's like, now I will give you a warrior's death. <laughs> Darkscream's like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and he unhinges his jaw and just, just devours him up. Starts from just, the... That's You know what? Honestly, that's the part that's going to give me nightmares. Yeah. Is the yeah, warrior's yeah. death. Because it <laughs> happens a couple of times. And that's... <laughs> Yeah, and then there, so there's also a scene just before this too, where uh, they're all playing. You know, the the brain kids there, and they're playing basketball, and two cops roll up, and they're like, "Whoa, oh my god!" And they're like, "Kids, get out of the way!" And the one's like, "No time!" And they just start shooting at PG, and of course he he takes the one and he basically turns him inside out into like a a zombie type inside out person, and then sends the other one away. Is like tell the message to Earth's defenders that this is what will happen to them. And he's like, now this one's going to follow me around. And he's just like, like, basically melts him. And like, he's got like his gun in his hand when he does it, uh, which, I mean, the gun was out of bullets before he melts him, but like, he's able to shoot just at random throughout the rest of the movie with the gun that's melted to his hand. Uh, At one point he like tries to kill himself with it, but of course he can't. He's like, <laughs> That's great. So then, when the paladins come, you know the zombie guys there shooting at him, and he stabs him through the heart with or through the eyes with two people with some guy's arms. Oh, he takes great. the the uh, the witch's oh, the staff, staff and like breaks yeah. it. And stabs it. <laughs> it's oh also God, so weird bad. and gory and gross. <laughs> so at this point, uh, we see that that PG is severely injured, and uh, you know they're like, "What is going on?" And he was like, "Oh, like." Uh, they must have uh, known that my only weakness is my blood. And so they've, they've cursed all their weapons with my blood. And so I'm dying and only the gem, you know, will help me. And uh, they were like, you know, you must, you you gotta, you gotta save me and you gotta get it back. And uh, so he was like, you know, well, she was like, "Eh, I don't know. So he was like, well, you know, they're like, we got to bring them, we got to bring them back to the shoe factory to, to heal them. Like, let's get them out of there. And this is also a great scene. So at this point, this has happened where uh, the mother and father have this argument and the mom is like, you're lazy. And he was like, what? I hurt my hand shoveling. And, uh, you know, and it it was, you know, it just leading up to this. So they're basically fighting at the moment. And uh, so the the dad is on the toilet, like having the conversation, like, you know, the after the fact conversation. He's like, no, you listen. And he's like (laughs) saying it. And and PG's face blasting. He's like, you must come get me. He was like, well, I don't even know where you are. And then he comes back again in the face. He's like, I'm on the corner of blah, 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 blah. blah." And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And he's like, wait, I don't know how to get there. And he's like, when you get to this one place, you've got to turn left. And if you've gone here, you've gone too far. Very, very funny. And this scene was just brilliant. And so off the father goes. Now, in the meantime, the mom gets a special visitor. Oh yeah, she's she's met by Pandora in human form, uh, who uh, wins her over to the uh, the Templar cause, 
uh, you know, because at, at this point, the mom has finally started to accept that, like, something's a little bit off about uh, <laughs> my my child's friend. Uh, <clears throat> this this monster that my, my child has been hanging around with, uh, maybe, you know, maybe isn't the best of, of influences. Uh, and uh, the dad, after this you know, big fight, this big fallout, uh, sides with Mimi and... Uh, Psycho Gorman, PG, uh, and Luke, who feels like Mimi's been, you know, kind of bullying him and, and bossing him around and never listening to him, uh, sides with his mom and uh, the the Templar, uh, and so we have the final showdown. Da, 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 da. So at this point, you know, uh, PG is is dying and he's like, listen, Mimi, you have to give me the rock. And she's like, I don't know, man. If I do that, you're just going to kill me. And he's like, no, I won't. <laughs> and the dad gives this story where so so he pulls the dad pulls Mimi aside and she, he's like, listen, when I was about your age, a man pulled up in a big white van and said that I should get in the back and look at his collection of baseball cards. And you know what I did? I got in that van, and that man showed me his huge, giant collection of pristine baseball cards. <laughs> and you know what? I'm really glad that I trusted that stranger. <laughs> he was like, I think I understand. <laughs> it was just, oh, great. And that's where she has her conversation with Jesus, and that's also fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so off she goes. But we learned that uh, Luke has actually stolen the gem uh, from Mimi, so she can't give it back to PG. Uh, and so uh, uh, Pandora gives the Templar powers, apparently, to, to Susan, the mom, uh, and brings uh, Susan and Luke to the, the shoe factory to collect and uh, kill PG. And, you know, she... She has him on the you know on the ropes basically, and he's like, you know, does your code still you know require you know to to provide a, a trial by combat when requested? And she's like, you can't beat me. You're nearly dead. He's like, but I, it won't be you know hand to hand combat. Mimi, you choose the contest. And of course, Mimi demands that they play. Crazy ball. Crazy ball. Crazy to which we've ball. already had a <laughs> we've already had a couple of scenes of Mimi explaining the rules of crazy ball and all the <laughs> wacky things. Because there's like if you get hit, you gotta do jumping jacks and spin around. And there's like all these things where it's it's not like dodgeball where if you get hit you're out, like you mm-hmm. do these things to basically get back in the game. And one of the big ones is the switcheroo. The switch. So essentially, if two opponents throw a ball and the ball hits each other, um, they then uh basically whoever punches the other one first which is a great uh, rule right essentially that's like the tiebreaker um and wins so at at one point so it's it's Mimi the dad and PG verse uh Luke uh Gundam mom and Pandora <laughs> and uh so they're 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 battling it out and and Luke and Mimi have this moment and and we've learned that Luke has basically been like hey you've been a real jerk to me like you tried to kill me at one point like you're not being a good sister. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she, so they're tied at this point. They do, they get the switcheroo. Mimi just hauls off and, you know, <laughs> clocks him right in the gut, knocks him over. And she, you know, he wins. And, uh, you know, so that's, you know, PG, he, she gets the gem. PG gets the gem back. He, he devours Pandora. Um, but just before he does, uh, Pandora's like, no, this is, you know, like, screw this. I'm just going to go kill him. So she goes and goes to slice, uh, uh, PG, but, but, uh, Mimi gets in the way. Um, but Pandora doesn't stop, but mom get, you know, Gundam mom steps in and blocks in. It's like, what are you doing? And she's like, blah, I don't care about your kid. I just want to kill this guy. And then in the end, uh, PG makes a sword out of her bones. He just out of Pandora's ripping bones. things out of her. Right. And they they fight. And at one point, she uh, uh, she like blows up a section of the shoe factory and the magazine of his uh, <laughs> thing blows up. And he goes, no, my hunky boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It is It is great. And then he wins and, you know, he devours him. But he he did, in fact, promise that he would not harm them or their family. 
And then he goes off and just starts blowing up the rest of Earth. <laughs> He's like, you've, you've taught me about a, a new power, the power of love, and I must use this power to destroy the galaxy. And he opens a portal to, like, downtown Spangler Springs and just starts blasting people. And, like, later on you see a news broadcast and he's, like, the size of a building just walking around zapping things. <laughs> What is great the newscast is like, well, it seems what only can be described as a giant naked purple man is walking around blasting most of the town. We don't really know what's going on. More information later. <laughs> it's fantastic. So it cuts back to seeds of the Templar. So the Templar has been watching this whole thing play out. And one of them was like, what? So what's a switcheroo? And the other one's like, I really just don't understand sports. And then the other was like, Hey, don't eat all the noodles and they have the blue noodles that they've been chewing. It's just there's so many little great things in this movie. It's just I love it so much. I love this movie so much. It was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> like well, just before the the final uh, crazy ball showdown, like it the it's the cut of him saying like Mimi choose the contest and then it immediately cuts to the teams like squared off against each other and she's like alright it'll be you you and me and we're team hero and you three are team suck and uh, Pandora's like so wait can you explain the switcheroo again she's like no you should have been paying attention that's <laughs> great <laughs> and at a one scene, one scene like she gets hit and she was like she's like no you have to do jumping jack she's like what's a jumping jack what, again what a jumping jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's absolutely spectacular. Um, so, uh, should you watch this movie? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. If yeah. you can handle the gore, totally. Uh, <laughs> I think it is a, it is a, a comedic, uh, I wouldn't say master, I'm, uh, masterpiece is, is probably going too far. That's a little heavy handed. It, <laughs> it, it is comedic, uh, comedically fantastic. So, uh, absolutely do yourself a favor, rent this one, you know, watch it, watch it with, uh, watch it with your friends, uh, virtually if you can, uh, or if you are in a communal space, like, you know, roommates or something, definitely watch it with them. Uh, you guys will thoroughly enjoy this movie. It's, it's gross though. It's real gross. It is gross. Um, it is pretty gross. Sit through the credits though, because they give us a total like '80s style like uh, recap rap. Yeah, <laughs> which was <laughs> like uh, and Smith. the music in this was pretty good. There was there was also like a really great like you know rock montage like workout montage style song. Uh, you know, I am the champion, which is which is pretty fantastic. Uh, fun fact: the um, the end credits uh, rap song was by Lil Caesar. Uh, hey. which, yeah, I mean, you know how we love some little Caesars. We do. We do. I do. I, I miss those days of, of getting crazy bread and, oh, and doing that. But we'll talk about that in our upcoming uh, bonus episode, which will be the one year anniversary episode of Night Shift Radio and oh, shit, the three that's year anniversary episode of Nahoit. Three, four years. Well, I guess uh, we'd be going on to our fourth yeah, year, so it would be the end of the third year. Yeah, I can't believe how soon that is. Holy shit. Yeah, it's in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be pretty wild. So uh, check that out. That's going to be really fun. We're going to have uh, both Kitsy and Andrea on, who are the other members of Night Shift Radio uh, uh, team, the Night Shift Radio management team, and we're going to talk about not only Nahoit, but also uh, everything we did to build up to uh, Night Shift Media Group, uh, which is uh, our, our parent company that that basically runs all of our shows, uh, including Left of the Dial Live uh, and our upcoming show um, that we'll talk about on that day. We're going to reveal on that day. We're going to announce Ooh, the other show. Big news. Um, so that'll be so that'll be pretty exciting. So definitely check that one out. And again, you won't see that episode unless you subscribe. So please make sure to subscribe uh, click if you that haven't button. already. Click that button. Click it costs you button. nothing. That's right. Except... Um, uh, unless you have like 10 to 9 or something like that. And then, you know, it, it might be a little painful and we understand. Yeah. You might be able to ask your uh, AI person of choice to do that for you. I'm not sure if that's a thing oh, that, that you know they what? can do. It's like... I don't want to say it because I have several devices that'll go off. I, know, I was just thinking that too. I was like, how do I say it without making my devices go off and be like, hey, yes, I will do that. Um. <laughs> hey, Apple AI device person, please subscribe to the Night Shift Radio <laughs> podcast. You know, I think you're supposed to be able to do that. So, Well, you can. Uh, so it is if you, for both the Apple and the Amazon and the Google one, you can say, hey, 
insert their name, mm-hmm. play the latest episode of the Never Heard of It podcast, and you have a 50-50 chance of it playing our podcast or the other podcast named Never Heard of It. That sounds uh, bitches. It works about 50-50 uh, for me. <laughs> sometimes it'll play ours and sometimes it'll play theirs. And I'm like, Back to the Future, everybody's fucking heard of Back to the Future. Why are you talking about this movie? It's funny. Um, it's kind of the same idea of if I try to get it to play Left of the uh, yeah Left of the Dial because it'll start trying to play the, uh, I think it's The Clash. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that wrote the yeah. song I'm like no yep. god damn it shut However, up i hate you <laughs> set condition one works all the time every time hell yeah exactly as it should <laughs> uh, so thanks a lot for listening everyone uh we will uh we'll be back next week we're uh, we're gonna do something i don't know outside of our one year anniversary we'll see what uh, what movie we're doing next but the best way to learn is to subscribe as we said have we Woo! drilled it into your heads enough this episode all right thanks everyone for listening and we will see you soon Bye. father's tragic past hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse a cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism a woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend this is the storyteller series a night shift radio original every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama we publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.